everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where I am back in the studio. The Long Island Railroad is working, the snow has melted, and Yoni and Nachum somehow made it out of the studio despite their oh-so-dramatic and bizarre calls for help. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. Shout out to Commissioner Seth Gordon for his assistance last week in feeding the snowbound Yoni and Nachum. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. I am joined. I mean, do my eyes deceive me? I am joined by Avrami behind the, bo- behind the board. First time, long time. What's up, Avram? Boker Toe. Is that you? It is good to be here. I can't, between the beard and the time lapse, I can hardly recognize you anymore. Yeah, hearing the song right here, like in real time and everything, is quite different than listening, you know, elsewhere. It's, right, at the remote to be here. It is, it's nice to see you. How long has it been? It feels like a few weeks. It, that's because it's been a few weeks. Right. From, right, okay. So it doesn't just feel like it. It's actually been. But everything good in Baltimore? Yeah, thank God everything's good. We did not have the snowstorm that you guys had up here, so that was a blessing. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to you. Yes. You know, there were people who were at this wedding that Nachum was at, was at the night before the wedding who it was a wedding for a chassan from Chicago. And the and it was, they were so desperate to make sure that they were going to get home for Shabbos because it was a Wednesday night that they flew, that they drove to Dulles. They drove to Washington, D.C. in order to get flights back to Chicago because they knew they'd be snowed in in New York. Wow, that's, that's very far from here, no? Yeah, yeah, you know what a map looks like. Of course yeah. you know. It's four and a half hours, four hours from here. Yeah, Everyone made it back okay? The wedding was nice? Well, I assume the wedding was nice. I wasn't invited. Um, I assume the wedding was nice. I assume they got... They didn't check in with us. This is not like when you call your parents. That when you arrive at your destination, they didn't call me to tell me that they got there. They didn't call Nachum either. But I assume everybody, thank God, is fine. But yes, what people... The lengths people will go to to make sure that they get back to where they need to get to and not get smashed here in New York. Yeah, it was very fortuitous, actually, that it ended up, I'm not for, it was obviously inconvenient for all of you here. No, it was fine. <laughs> I worked from my, I worked from home for two days. Yeah, it was it fine. Sounded, <laughs> sounded like it was fine, but yeah. stuff was going on with us that it was very good that I was close to home last week. So, yes. God works in mysterious ways. Yes. Yes, God also let me work from my pajamas for two days, so thank you very much. Uh, shout out, by the way, to everyone at Kedem and at Royal Wines. KFWE on Monday was Phenomenal. KFWE NY 2017. It really was great. I don't know if it's still going on in California. If it was just last night, I'm not exactly sure. But they take the KFWE on the road and for good reason. The wines are phenomenal. The food is great. And it really was another great year, another great showing for Kedem. So my thanks to everyone there for their hospitality and for, as always, including us. It really was a pleasure to be there. Uh, Let's do a fortune cookie. Shout out to Yehudis for making sure I was stocked. Yes, we are restocked with fortune cookies here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Let's get going. We haven't had fortune. Oh, one second. Yoni, is today the day I'm playing? What am I have to play today? Was that last night? You know, I don't know anything. What, what the? You bought a Powerball ticket? What'd you buy? A Powerball ticket. Oh, that was last night? Should I tell you if I won or lost? No, well, I'm not going to tell you. Well, uh, do I have yeah, to watch it? Do I have to wait for it to come out? Are you bound by another bunch of stupid Wheel of Fortune rules that my life away to Powerball? Also. Exactly, exactly. By the way, the funniest thing I got to tell everyone this: the funniest thing is that I'm on the phone with Yal Katzman from Nefesh Benefesh yesterday, and she's and you know we have a lot of work coming up with Nefesh. We're going on the road with Nefesh, and I said something about by the way, you know the Yoni who was on Wheel of Fortune is our Yoni. She's like, what? That was your Yoni? I said yes. She goes, I saw all these pictures. I saw Yoni Pollock, but I didn't put it together. It's your Yoni. I'm like, yes, it's our. 
are Yoni Pollock. I'm like, you want to know how many shit-off calls I've gotten since that thing came out? It's absolutely ridiculous. But then I was telling everybody here that we've started watching Jeopardy again since Natan El Palais was on on Monday night, this kid from YU who's a senior. Anyway, I come home Tuesday. The kid, my kids are sitting in front of the TV. They can't figure out why he's not on. I'm like, no, he was on that episode. Then we'll find out if he comes back. But now I sat with my youngest last night watching Jeopardy. She just know anything going on on that screen. But she's entertained. And I don't know, somehow or another now became a thing. And it's cute. Anyway, all right, fortune cookie. A new friend helps you break out of an old routine. A new friend. Well, you know what? Then shout out to my friend at the gym who's been. Uh, that's true. Actually, that is true. I should bring this to him because it's pretty funny. Are you going to play these numbers for me? Are they good? What am I, a prophet? How do I know? We'll check with the Magic 8-Ball. Mayor K, by the way, totally enamored with our with our Magic 8-Ball here at the studio. He loved that. Yes, we don't do anything with the magic without the Magic 8-Ball. Today, by the way, national holidays. It is Kyoto Protocol Day. I have no idea what that means, but I'm sure Avrami, that's it. Avrami's going to Google it. It's also National Almond Day, and in celebration of Nas- National Almond Day, I've been eating a tremendous, tremendous amount of peanut butter. I know it's not almond butter, but it's the closest thing I have to a nut. And the next person who emails me to tell me that peanuts are legumes and not nuts, I don't want to hear about it. More importantly, it is National Day Without Immigrants. Everybody know about this? Yes, today is the day when immigrants across the United States have declared that they are not going to work today in protest, I assume, of the travel bans here that have been implemented in the United States. Not sure if this is going to be an annual holiday. Not sure if it's just going to be a holiday for the next four years. But all I know Rummy is that if my grandparents were alive, they'd be at work today. You know who else is at work today? The hardest working immigrant at the Nahum Siegel Network. Our very own Naomi Nachman is on the phone right now. She's the host of Table for Two. She's also the proud author of her very first cookbook, Perfect for Pesach. Good morning, Naomi. Hello, Miriam Wallach. How are you? I am well. Do you like my whole immigrant intro for you? Yeah, that's really funny. And Thank I you. did start off my life on my American life on the Lower East Side, so it is very fitting. Exactly. Shout out to every immigrant here at the network, and you know who's listening here today. Naomi, um, by the way, you became a citizen how long ago? Five years ago. So you Not are even. So you are a a flag waving, proud American. I'm a. Fl- Flag waving, proud American. Was this your first? Um, was this your first um, presidential election? No, no, no. So I got to vote for Obama's second election, President Obama's second election, after Sandy. You know, right? When we all had to dredge, you know, dredge out with no power over here, and I went to vote. And I was exactly. really proud. Every time I vote, I'm actually quite emotional. Um, don't worry, so that wears off. Yeah, yeah, kidding. yeah. No, I think yeah. it's really cool. Like, I, did, I could have become a citizen earlier. It took me 19 years to become a citizen. Um, just Australia didn't allow you to have two citizenships at one point, so then it took me another whole bunch of years to decide to do it. Really? Yeah, so now they allow you to do it, and, you know, my next citizenship's going to be Israel. I mean. So I'm looking forward to that one day with Nefesh Benefesh. Amir Sashem by all of us. Let's talk Amen. about Let's talk about the cookbook for a second. First of all, super exciting. Call a kavod to you. Thank you. You are the uh, the poster child for what hard work looks like and what hard work can achieve. Thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean that wholeheartedly. We talk about that a lot here. We talk about that when you're here and when you're not here. But you really are the essence of hard work. Perfect for Pesach looks like a beautiful book. I know you worked with Miriam Pascal. She did all the photos for you. She also served as almost like your your calming effect. Yeah, no, she was good. And um, Melinda Strauss also. They were my right, production Melinda, team. Sorry. I had a great right. group of girls that 
put this together, you know, was a very short window of time. The recipes have been going on. I've had the recipes, most of them, for 13 years. So it wasn't not just a, you know, three-month get a book out and write the recipes. I've had them for years. I, I write recipes for a living for Mishpacha magazine, The Jewish Home, my blog, different uh, food companies. So it was just taking all my recipes, organizing, developing a whole bunch more. A whole bunch were developed just for this book. But it really came together very fast. I had a great team, and I can't wait for everyone to get their hands on it. You know, perfect for Pesach, Passover recipes you'll want to make all year, is really just a gluten-free handbook for the rest of us. Correct. It's like just my, a lot of my recipes aren't Pesach recipes. I I make them all year. And the the name came about because I was, you know, I think it was um, some chicken or some ribs. I think I was making some ribs from my repertoire of recipes. And we were making a photo, doing like some recipe testing with them. And then I took a photo of them with my iPhone. I'm like, wow, this really is so perfect for Pesach, right? Because it was a regular recipe that we could use on Pesach. And then we're like, that's the name of the book. Mm. Let's use that name. So, I, of course, I had to take it to Gadalia's Lodowitz, and he loved it. So many great names did come up, and Miriam was amazing at, uh, with some great suggestions. But Gadalia really liked Perfect for Pesach, and, and people are really going to use this the whole year. You may want to buy two copies. I'm not being a pushy salesperson, people. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, like, you know, you put one away for Pesach, and, and you're also going to – the salads are incredible. The soups are incredible. I've tried to keep it very natural. Um, I can't say healthy because there are some sugar in there and there is mayonnaise and there is ketchup. Um, But I've tried to keep it just like regular recipes that you can use an entire year. No, I think it's great. And by the way, you know, ketchup and sugar and mayonnaise, there's a place for that in my life. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Everything in moderation, right? Absolutely. Exactly. And I'm looking at some of the recipes now and I am perusing through the book. It's amazing to me that... We have, we have, and this this cookbook really speaks to that. We have all evolved in our cooking to the point where what we are making is so based on vegetables and so based on um, better ingredients, fresher ingredients. That the way, as you were saying before, the way we cook all year round is very, very little different from the way we cook on Pesach. Right, right. And that, really- no, continue. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm trying to push that. Right. No, exactly it. Like I'm looking at you have the chimchurri coleslaw. You have the cauliflower sushi, which is obviously a digression. But for those of us who are very careful about carbs, anything else that we can put in sushi besides rice is something that we've been trying anyway. Right, right. I I put that recipe on my blog like three years ago. No one else had it. I came up with this idea and I Googled cauliflower sushi in different sites. I went to different... Nothing came up. I was the first person to come up with that. A couple... Like maybe three, four years ago, and people have come up with it since, but it's been on my blog for a very long time, and I put that in my book because I really, it's so different. Lachmajin, right? A, a, a Sephardic recipe. Um, I adapted it, and now it's Pesachtic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That, rice. It's pretty cool that you make the cauliflower, you make the crust out of cauliflower. Right, but did you see the hummus recipe, Mary? Yeah, I want to talk about the hummus recipe. <laughs> I want to because you know I make my own hummus every week. Yeah, and I'm a crazy hummus person. So when you told me you were making quinoa hummus, I'm like, settle down, settle down, settle down. But I, if you believe me, if you tell me that it works, I believe you. It's really good. Gazalia's Lodowitz was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm going to print another few thousand books because it's going to do so well. I'm like, oh, God, it's talking about pressure. But it's really good. 
But what made you use quinoa as the base? Tell me, what, like, where did that come from? It dawned on my people are doing edamame hummus now, and right. they're doing all kind of cauliflower hummus. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I grind up um, quinoa and see what happens? And Melinda Strauss was over and from Kitchen Tested, and Daniela Renoff. She's peas loving carrots. She's based in Israel, but she was in New York for Kosher Fest. And we're playing around in my kitchen, and the three of us, like, tweaked and played, and we're like, this is it. And then people were testing it for us. I had a friend, a shout-out to Angie Lenshaw. She lives in um, Memphis, and she tested the recipe, and she, like, also just loved it. So um, it's really exciting that this was this is going to be it, you know. And, and then, of course, Noreen Galette's. When she got the a hold of the book, she's doing a review and a, a write-up in the Jewish Action Magazine for the OU. So I was very honoured that she chose my book, and she made it. Now, Noreen Galette's the mother of all cookbooks. Like, she's the first one who really started the kosher cookbook industry, like, 50 years ago. Her books have been out 40 years ago, for sure. She loved that recipe. So it was such an honour for me for her to say that to me. I was, like, in tears. That's fantastic. That it really is a, uh, that is a gold star from somebody who knows what they're talking about yeah yeah i was super excited so yeah and i imagine also that because it's made with quinoa and pine nuts that from a from a caloric and a fat intake point of view it is much lower i imagine in both calories and fat than the classic standard hummus that calls for a chickpea base i would imagine i'm not a dietitian (laughs) i love to deep fry so i don't really watch the calories (laughs) that that much but um it's, I think it's definitely less, and it doesn't have sesame because for Ashkenazic Jews we cannot have uh, sesame is kidney oil, I believe. Um, so we cannot, we cannot use that. Right. So um, we're going to be, so we're going to be avoiding that. But it looks, but you have, you have what I believe is the most important ingredient in hummus that I that I can't believe every recipe doesn't include. Do you know what that is? Cumin. Correct. <laughs> it's been available for Pesach with an OUP from Perig and Liebers for about five years. So when people say right. cumin is kidney on, I'm right. like, they, they have made some sort of, I don't know, adaptation on that because OUP on Perig cumin, salted gomekla, the Vat of the Five Towns is one of the highest, strictest kashrut authority totally respected across the world and they sell it in Gomegla. They allow Gomegla to sell it. They, if it wasn't, uh, if it was considered kidney up, they would not allow it just because right. it's a mostly Ashkenazic uh, community. So if they're allowing it and Gomegla's allowing it, then you can, you know, you'll ask your own rabbi or your husband or whatever, whatever your own Masora is, but, you know, um, cumin is the best. No, <laughs> I put it in my is... chalent, by the way. Really? Yeah, and a little curry also every week, just a pinch. Wow, Ele- that is interesting. Elevates the flavor without it becoming too Sephardic flavored. If you don't like cumin or curry, a little pinch just elevates it. You got it. Also, I'm sure it gives an interesting color that curry. Yeah, it, it, because it's so little, it's almost like batzel bashishim, <laughs> like a small <laughs> nice. amount and a big thing. But it just like you know, like a little salt can go a long way. Right. So it does that. I hear that. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Naomi Nachman, our very own Naomi Nachman, host of Table for Two, proud author of Perfect for Pesach, released by Art Scroll, available now for pre-order on Amazon, correct? Correct. I have an affiliate link, um, which helps me also um, with sales of the book. I get a percentage if you buy through the Amazon.com, through my Facebook page, um, and also just through Amazon in general, or um, you can go to artscroll.com. And I think we're going to start a promotion that um, through Artscroll starting today if you um order it today i do it you get a pre-signed copy 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to go down and find a whole bunch for Asco. <laughs> yeah, you better you better, you better, better get moving on that. I'm sure yeah. those are going to fly like hotcakes. Naomi, what recipe in here did you put, what recipe did you develop for this? Did you put in the book where you, that you're like on the fence about? You're not sure people are going to go for it. You hope people try it. Is there one that you're iffy about? Uh, that's a good question. I'm nervous that people will be afraid of cumin. On Pesach, like to use it or to try it. Okay. I've got quite a few recipes with cumin. Like, I'm, I'm, guys, just go for it. Like, Miriam loves it. I love it. That's probably anything with cumin, but you can leave it out as well. We've done it both ways, so quite often we'll say optional in the uh, on the side. But what do you – What? tell me about this haroset salad. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. My husband is not a cook. Everybody knows he doesn't like to cook, but he loves – to make haroset. That is his job for our Pesach. When we, when we make Pesach, that's his job. So he, he, he loves apples, he loves nuts, he loves cinnamon. So I thought, how can we make an homage to Tzvi with haroset? And I do yeah. want to have a haroset recipe in because they've got that cupboard. You know, Susie Fishbein has it in her book and Paula Shoy has it in her book. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to put one in. And everyone has their own recipe, but... I want to still have haroset in there. So we came up with this salad idea, and it's amazing. It's all the flavors that you would find in haroset in the salad. So you know what's throwing me off, and, and there's no way for you to know this, is that in my family, um, the haroset includes prunes. Oh, and that's cute. So yeah, we have so it's there. prunes. It's an old Yerushalmi recipe. My grandfather, an original Palestinian um, oh. from Meisharim, and it was prunes. It is prunes, apples, walnuts, uh, sweet wine, and cinnamon. Shout out to my dad who makes it so perfectly every single year, and that we have carried on that tradition. So I think that the apples, the cinnamon, and the nuts in a salad sounds great. I just can't imagine the diced up prunes. Now you wouldn't know that because. Well, we're the only people who do that. But that but that's why when I looked at the haroset salad, it had to take me a second to remind myself that yet most normal people they don't have prunes in there. Well, right. is a prune can I ask, is a prune the same thing as a date? No, a prune is a dried up plum. Okay, so and a date so we have dried dates in there. Oh, so you've dried so it's almost like a tubishvat salad. Almost. I actually have a Sheva Minim salad, which I put was on my blog last week for Tubishvat. Um, but it's actually with, with dates. Oh, interesting. I love dates. Are they grilled dates? No, they're medjool dates. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I just, I, I just like, I know a lot of Sephardic um, recipes call for dates um, in their, in their um, haroset, in, so I'm like, I'm going to put that in too. So that, it's a homage to everyone who makes all kinds of haroset. Yeah, exactly. And they're, it's just a yummy salad. Like, I started making it during the year already, like, since the photo shoot's done. I made it, I think, every Shabbos. Is there hard, by the way, is it hard to keep some recipes strict for Pesach, like, to make sure that you know that this is what you make for the Seder and not something else? Like, you keep it special for that? Like, you know, yeah. this my Seder pot roast, I actually don't make during the year. I really save that for, for, um, for the Seder night. That's a, a, a recipe because you don't like roast meat in the oven. So um, I make this roast on the so on the stovetop. A lot of people make chicken on the stovetop for Seder because they don't want anything roasted in the oven. Um, so um, it's a really good recipe, simple and easy, and that way, you know, it's special for Seder. Also, I, I have one cake recipe that my kids look forward to every year. It's definitely a Gebrach's recipe. It has matzo meal in it. It's called the cinnamon wine cake. So there's only seven recipes with any gluten in there or Gebrach's. 
out of 125, but wow. my kids look forward to that recipe every single year. That's pretty cool. So then it is. You have you have to keep certain ones special because special. otherwise. Yep. That's great. Are those recipes also included in the cookbook? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did you it, hold back on anything? There, there were a couple of things that I held back on. Um, stuff you know, that, I just, stuff you know, that I you're saying. I wanted to be the best. Some recipes I thought, oh, for sure this is going to be in the book. And when I tested, I'm like, no, this can't be in the book. Out. You know, so I got rid, even though they'd been edited by Artscroll and they've gone through a few rounds of editing, I'm like, now this doesn't make the cut. Well, I was very, very, very careful what made the cut. And some are super easy. I've got something with bronzini, or you can also use salmon. and It's got two ingredients in it. But it's just simple and easy because, you know, we're busy on Pesach. We're right. busy during the year. Right. It's, and it's, you know, I, I use, the, it's a recipe I actually use. I taught a class in Stern College. I told them, call me Professor Nachman, <laughs> about cooking in your dorm room using oh, wow. just microwave cooking. So you mix mayonnaise and sweet chili sauce on, in a bowl. You pour it over the fish and you microwave it for five minutes. That tip is in the book, but it also gives you a recipe to make it for eight people. That's great. In the oven, yeah. So that just tries to keep it, like, simple and easy, but there's a few things that are a little bit of a pachka, but nothing too crazy. That's fantastic. Is there going to be a perfect for Pesach 2 next year? <laughs> it's funny. Every time now I write a recipe, now I'm thinking, i got to put this away, make a file for my next book, but right. I can't even think about that right now. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, taking, you're a little bit on hiatus before you move to the next project. Yeah, my gosh. I'm never on hiatus, Miriam. You know that. <laughs> I know. Susie Fishbein used to say she holds one day after a cookbook is released and then starts on the next one. Yeah, I've heard her say that. She's awesome. She's my inspiration and Noreen Gillis and, and Jamie Geller and all these ladies ahead of me. And I'm so happy to join the ranks of, of being published by Art Scroll, which is the biggest honor for me to be published by them. No, I don't blame you. It's really fantastic. And again, we are super proud of you here at the Nahum Siegel you. Network, watching you and the show and your brand and everything you worked for develop. It's really, it's really quite amazing. Continued Hatzlacha to you. You can go to Amazon.com. You can get Perfect for Pesach there. Again, Perfect for Pesach. Passover recipes you want to make all year by our own Naomi Nachman. Naomi, is it also going to be in the uh, Judaica stores? Oh, absolutely, Jake. I'm actually doing a Juda- uh, signing at Judaica Plus in the five towns. Wonderful. Um, not this Sunday, the following Sunday, like in, in March. March 4th, I think that is 5th. So I'm going to do a book signing there. Um, so, you know, uh, I'm going to be there. Most Judaica stores, anywhere Art Scroll sells books that's, and distributed by Art Scroll, that's where the book will be. Canada, uh, Israel, South Africa, Australia. I think my mum bu- might buy them all up, though. Yeah, you better. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to fight Naomi's mom for the last copy in Australia. That's gonna yeah. be a sight. Anyway, Naomi, call a vote to you. Make sure to tune in tomorrow morning. Table for two here on the Nahum Siegel Network at 9 a.m. Friday mornings. Naomi, I wish you a good job. As continued Hatzlacha. Thank you. Thank you so much. Same to you guys. Thanks, everyone. Shabbat a pl- shalom. A pleasure. Shabbat shalom. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. The live lunch starts at the top of the hour. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day after the live lunch. By the way, we have some interesting guests coming to the live lunch today. We are not live lunching alone. We will be joined by, uh, hopefully we'll be joined by a well-known member of the New York, New Jersey community. We look forward to seeing him then, so stay tuned. And, of course, after the live lunch, we have a full afternoon of programming. Do not miss a moment. Jamie, the AM tomorrow morning. 
from 6 to 9 a.m. Nahum Siegel on the air. By the way, bonus JM starting at 5.30 is an amazing half an hour of programming. Shout out to everyone who's overseas, who listens to it, who comments. Shout out to everyone who's here, who's up at 5.30 with us nut jobs, making sure that this network is going strong. And frankly, a shout out to my boss, who's doing an unbelievable half hour of programming at a time when most normal humans are asleep. At the conclusion of JM and AM, as we just mentioned, Naomi with a brand new edition of Table for Two, the cookbook author herself, joined by a slew of fantastic guests. And then after Naomi is done, we have a full afternoon of programming brought to you by Kedem. It's the Arab Shabbos music mix. I listen to it every week. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Motzei Shabbat, Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull starting at 9 p.m. Matis hosts JM Sunday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, I know Shabbos Shira was last week, but I didn't make it to Shul. And because of Naomi, I'm already in the Pesach frame of mind. So we are going to play Split the Sea by Arya Kunstler because, frankly, I, I don't really need an excuse to play another Kunstler track, let's be honest. But also, I am in that Pesach frame of mind. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. I'm at the edge of the water with nowhere left to go. I've left my chains behind me. I'm a slave no more. Yet they're coming up for me. They're coming on real fast. To return me to the land of Egypt To come on and bring me back Well, God has brought me out of there And he won't leave me here Between oppression and the water And the middle me And my fears and some faith are failing There's only one thing to do approach now so when I go yeah right into the border my faith is the only thing I know and I'm praying for a miracle for a wonder to occur I trust that God will save me from the dangers on the shores when suddenly all around me the sea it starts to rise walls of water form beside me the land below me dry and I walk across onto the of waterfall with the enemy inside, yeah. Get into the water now, get in real deep. Yeah, God will save us somehow if we just believe. So come on, split the sea, my Lord, come on now, split the sea. Let us walk across our dry land to be forever free. Let us walk across our dry land to be
cross on dry land to be full.